Welcome back to a Thursday show. Hopefully you are having an outstanding morning. Have your coffee or beverage of choice ready to go. Oh, wow. Somebody's uh, echo. i got to turn that off now. Technical problems always make the day a little bit more exciting. Hope you guys are doing all right. Got a couple topics to hit today. If you want to participate in the show, you can do that by dialing 1-424-373-5483, 1-424-DSD-LIVE. If you want to use the web interface, look in the show notes or the video description, and it will have the information right there for you. Just click that link. Thursday. Hard to uh, hard to figure things out. <laughs> Don't know about you guys, but I'm a little tired this morning. Don't know what the deal was. Now, it might be because I've switched from drinking coffee to tea, but I don't know. So, one of the things I want to chat about today is dealing with burnout. These things can wear you down. Well, a lot of things in life can wear you down. Sometimes, you just got to pace yourself. Give yourself a break to recharge. Ah. Got people from all over the world again today. Somebody from Romania. It's just amazing how the power of the internet, power of YouTube, allows us to connect and build a community help people from all over the world pretty amazing speaking of that I've asked in previous uh, videos and shows that people who are in all over the world and places I probably will never get to send me a photo of some of a, of a beautiful scene from where you are it doesn't have to be you in it just uh, just just a snap of something that you think is pretty or pretty sunset from your area. Send it to Dwayne at DadSurvivingDivorce.com. I'm thinking about uh, consolidating that and, and adding it into like a, a slideshow or something so I can share it or, or highlighting that somehow. Anyways, uh, Will says, we definitely need to, a need to remember to recharge our batteries often. So I needed to touch on something. Someone asked the other day, they uh, uh, asked about the dad talk today thing. And I said, hey, what happened with that? And I didn't get a chance to, to deal with that. And that kind of ties in with this burnout topic. If you guys remember last year, I was, I had promoted uh, or I'd interviewed and had uh, Eric Carroll from Dad Talk Today on, uh, on the show. I think he had me on one of his. We were planning on doing some stuff. And Quite honestly, what happened at the beginning of this year into last year, I got really burnt out. I've been doing this program, not this morning program, but I've been doing this this channel for, in June, it's uh, four years. And it just, I, I got really, really tired and 
uh, was kind of, I lost my, excuse me, I lost my path. And that's what I think happens with a lot of us. But let me, let me just finish this because I, because I owe it to Eric. So I, so I did talk to Eric yesterday just to, to close the loop with them and say, dude, this had nothing to do with you. I'm not, I, I respect everything that he's doing at Dad Talk today. He is a beast. He's done all kinds of things. You know, he went to CPAC. He's gone to a different bunch of different conferences. He had he had a a thing this last week in Texas. He's doing some outstanding stuff there. Potentially even to really change some of the legislation that's in in Texas. And he's just killing it. He's crushing it. So I want you guys to know that. I am not, you know, there something didn't happen in the background. It wasn't like I had a bad experience with Eric. Uh, it was none of that. It was all me. It basically, I went from going 900 miles or 100 miles an hour on this channel, balancing work, balancing custody, balancing trying to do the channel. And at one point, something had to give. And you guys probably can recognize that by the beginning part of the year, I started slowing down. I stopped doing the lives. That's even before COVID started. I obviously didn't start the show on Eric's Eric's thing. And I just, I kind of lost my path on this. And And the thing is, is that, you know, I mean, everybody can can get into that mode. I mean, when you don't pace yourself correctly and you push yourself too hard, it can only go so far. And I'll tie this back into what to how this affects you guys here in a moment, or how it how that experience relates to everything. But I just owed it to tell everybody that that's. I mean, that's really what happened. Again, nothing against Eric. Love the guy. He is doing outstanding stuff. Uh, one thing that that happens in this in these communities is, you know, he's getting a lot of back not backlash, but just people get. It's amazing. People get jealous of other people's success. That's one thing I've never really understood. You know, I mean, sure, I want success. You know, I want success. I wanna I wanna have my own successes. But I've never been somebody to look at somebody else and be like jealous of them doing that. And it's it's just weird. I mean, I guess it's just I'm not wired that way. So when I look at someone else and they're doing something, I'm like, man, good for them. Good for them that they got that opportunity. Good for them that uh, that things are going well for them. So, but there's a whole nother faction of people who absolutely are not like that. <laughs> I think I've found a few of them on this channel <laughs> in the last few weeks who, for whatever reason, are, do not like the direction I'm going. And we're talking about a really small percentage. I, I, just to be clear, I really appreciate all the people who have expressed support, who like this show, who have, uh, I just was looking at some messages this morning or comments, which is people just saying, you know, you know, found your stuff and it's changed my life. It's transformed it. It's so much better now. I really appreciate you guys saying that, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, of course it's a little bit of an ego boost, but at the same time, it's just validation that I'm on the right path, doing the right thing and helping people, helping people get through what I went through. 
Get through those dark days. Get your life back. Anyways, so that is the first thing I wanted to say about that. So again, nothing, uh, nothing wrong or, you know, no, no issues with me with Eric, other than I completely bailed on him and I left him in the lurch, which, you know, that is not good for me. That's why I felt I needed to, to call him and apologize on that. And I told him I was going to, to, uh, make a video and address this because I owed that to him. So I don't know. Sorry about that. So, you know, back on this thing on how just to understand burnout in your situation, going through this is incredibly stressful and you can expect you're going to have these ebb and flows as you're dealing with things. And it's, it's going to be one of those, you're going to have to pace yourself and you're going to have to remind yourself on those downtimes that it's just, it's just this particular moment in time, you know, back with what I was just talking about. And it was a longer time, to be honest. It it was, uh, I was pretty much lost my energy on this and it was sustained just burnt burnt on it and probably to be perfectly honest everything that's happened right now uh, has helped where meaning the the shutdowns the stay-at-home orders the the working from home um, the two the two three months I had full-time with the kids which really I mean I still was making videos but that's where the truck talk videos came and even on that, I would just basically, when I felt inspired to, to cover a topic, I would, otherwise I wouldn't. So it's just one of those things where you, you, you have to recognize when your body and your mind are telling you you need to slow down. Yeah, Sh- Shannon Don says it does slow down, though, with, uh, with cards played correctly. And it's... Anyways, it's just it's one of those things where if you're if you're in if you're having a burnout mode and you're feeling down, give yourself some time to recharge. Back in the day whenever I was really going through this, I would have this sick this this iterative cycle where where I I mean I was just kind of going up and down and all over the place. But fortunately I knew that if I got some rest and and sleep <laughs> sleep was a big part of that. Uh, it would actually help out quite a bit. And I would notice that after a few days, I would start to feel a little bit better. So anyways, anyways, all right, I'm going to, I do have one caller. I'm going to try to grab that real quick. It looks like the person only has a couple minutes. It's uh, a return caller. So let me try to grab them, make sure everything's set up correctly. Hello, you are on the air. Dwayne, how are you? Good. I, I, this, today's the day. You're heading back into court in just a, uh, actually under an hour, right? Yeah. I have to go all the way from um, where I'm standing, about 12 feet to my desk, and dial into Zoom. That's insane. <laughs> and I'll get to see the judge. I haven't seen him in oh, since November 2018. So I was hoping that would be the last time I see him. Maybe forever, but um, unfortunately, you know my story and a 
chain of events has led me back into court. Well, good luck today. I mean, you got your strategy. You you, uh, you got everything lined up. So I know we were talking. Yeah, we were talking. I say we were talking the other day, and you're yeah. you're you're basically anticipating a failure. And unfortunately, you have an attorney who is already prepared to do appeals, depending on how they rule. Correct. That's right. I mean, he, you know, the problem with the courts is that if you have one of the parents who's predisposed to telling lies, you know, and, 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 and making you look unsafe, you know, and, and there's a whole spectrum, right? It could be anything from sexual abuse to physical abuse to emotional abuse. Yeah. It's simple, you know, he's that minded and puts them at risk. And even those benign stories are enough to get the attention of the judge. So right. if you have somebody who's predisposed to you know, the problem is that you might be able to prove your innocence, but you, you lose access to your kids, and it could be for years. I mean, this is what happened to me, and this is the stress of it right now. Like I said, I'm better at dealing with the stress, but I also know what I went through before, which was shocking, where she was able to lie, and it took me two years to recover from it. And I never fully recovered. I never fully got the – as I was almost close to getting all the time back, then we took another tailspin of an incident that she created yeah you know and then COVID came her reaction was also what created this current situation her reaction to COVID and so it's like you know we talked about it's a double bind like I could just let her do whatever she wants she was already doing whatever she wanted in the months before COVID so COVID was just other opportunities so you know but to the point if she starts lying, and this is what my attorney was informing me of, we're just, there's nothing we can do. All, you know, all of a sudden he says we need we need the AFC or the uh, guardian ad litem back. Maybe we need another forensic. That would be my third forensic, by the way. And, wow. you know, because there's already claims in there about me that are untrue. And we don't know if they're going to, they didn't seem like they were focusing on that in their papers. But he's like, if I were them, if I were, you know, I would I would pivot to that because, the stuff they're saying about me, trying to say legitimately, like they're trying to say things like I shouldn't be in this city because of COVID. And, you know, nobody, I mean, and actually the place I'm at actually is COVID going pretty well. So there's no argument there. Right, right. You know, or they're saying that I had opportunities to see the kids during COVID, which were absolutely untrue. She had told me she wouldn't let me see them unless I tested negative, And there was no testing at that point and for another two months available to me. You know, unless I was going to the hospital with major symptoms. And so, you know, it's, it's just a lot of lies. But they could pivot then and come back to, oh, well, he did these things that were bad for the kids. And next, you know, okay, here we go again. And so that's what I'm concerned about. But, you know, there, there's just when you go, when you step into these situations, it feels like such a crapshoot. I mean, you just, you just have no idea. I'm, I'm remaining positive. You know, I'm, 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 in, a, I'm in generally good mood, <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah. But I also know the reality of it. System is, I'm not going to, I'm not going to dilute myself either. Well, I think it's important. I mean, you, you hit a good point, right? I mean, and it, and it's, it's disappointing, but going in, I mean, disappointing with how the process goes, how long it takes, but it's, it's better to have a realistic view on the potential what's going as opposed to, and we were talking about this the other day about, as opposed to going in thinking, okay, they're going to hear my case that this will get resolved. It'll be done. You go in you walk out and you're like, what the hell just happened? And unfortunately, this is a, a a long, involved process. And if you have somebody like your ex who's very contentious, 
litigious and just keeps throwing more mud against the wall, it just makes it just, it really complicates it. But again, you just focus yeah. on, you know, you focus on reestablishing a connection with your kids, trying to undo the parental alienation that, that you know is happening and balance it. I mean, it's, these situations are incredibly tough. So when yeah, and it, it's just so hard because yeah. once full trial, you could never, you know, you're not even going to get to all the issues. Like I can barely get them on the phone. I'd love to bring that up, but that's not even the, the point in front of the judge right now. Right. Um, I'd like to know that she's not going to keep them. She said she's going to keep them, you know, in this other state that's over two and a half hours away. You know, if there's no school in the fall, if school is virtual or if it's even an option, she's going to choose that. And it looks like it is for at least one of my kids. So, you know, I, that's, yeah. so then I have to go back to court for that. And so, you know, because the judge can only handle so many. So the motion was very focused because you try to do too many things and that blows up in your face, too. And, and when you have somebody who's just. Well, and, and they won't even they won't even talk about anything if it's not on the table unless both parties agree. So, I mean, if you went in there and you go, hey, since we're here, I'd also like to talk about, you know, school in the fall. And more than likely, the judge would turn to the other to your ex's attorney and say, and how do you feel about this? And they would, pro they're probably just to try to make you come back later say, Oh no, we need to just focus on that. You know, we don't even know what's going to happen. You know, that's, that's uh, that's up in the air or some reason. I mean, it'd be, it'd be very surprising if they said, if they allowed that to be added. Yeah, no, I, they won't, you know, and, and my attorney, he even, he, he's helping me prepare my affidavit and, he wanted to respond broadly, you know, because they're basically saying that this is that I'm oh, what's the word I'm being um, when you when you have a lawsuit, that's uh, that's just oh frivolous. Yeah, they called it frivolous, you know, and yeah, how, how dare you try to reestablish time with your kids? <laughs> God, that's for that's crazy. Yeah, like they, they leave town for three months. Don't let me see the kids. And then I do something about it. And then I missed also half of my time in the month of December or November through January. Yeah. And, you know, and their response is it's frivolous because I guess I should just sit there and watch my kids drift away and do nothing about it. Yeah. We're, we're, we're forced to, to, uh, I mean, we don't really have many choices. We have to, we have to, we have to fight it. You know, we have to fight it until the system, you know, until we either win or completely lose, you know? Well, good luck today, man. I hope it, hope it goes well and definitely share, uh, you know, let me know how, how things go. I'll probably ping you later on that if you don't mind. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd be happy to chat with you. Um, and, uh, or I'll call in maybe you know, in the next few days. Right. And yeah, thanks. Keep, keep good fight. And, you know, yeah, I, I like that guy, Carol on, um, dad talk today. Cause you guys are sort of the two leaders. I mean, you, you came out first, but I, I think you guys are both awesome and he, he's a little different, but definitely adds to the mix. So oh, absolutely. The deposit. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for saying that. I appreciate it. All, All right. right. Thanks so much. You know, it's, I mean, in this kind of, that caller, 
lead or returns back into the whole burnout thing. You know, you get stuck in this mode to where you're just constantly going back. You're crawling back, trying to fight for every moment. Most of us are in a situation where I think we don't have, you know, the ex doesn't have limited funds to continue to do this. And, and, and when they do, and they don't mind losing that money just to make your life a pain, it makes it really complicated. And this COVID situation has absolutely added so much more complexity into it and enabled a lot of people to do some pretty, you know, not so great things in the, in the course of this. And then just, just hide behind, I'm just being, you know, careful. I'm just trying to save our kids. And then what's really frustrating is then when, the, when you do that and then you see, you know, images on Facebook where they're absolutely, you know, they're, they're to you, they're pretending like this is such a serious thing. We have to do this. And then you see that they are completely, it's just a ruse. You know, I mean, it would be one thing if, if they were completely taking it seriously and, you know, acting like bubble people and, and doing all the things to be extra, extra, extra careful. But I don't, I haven't seen that happen too much. We have another caller. Says, uh, I, I was calling to talk about when your 11-year-old uh, sides with the narcissist and how to handle self-preservation. Whoops, I almost hit the wrong button. Hello, you are on the show. Well, hello. How are you doing this morning? Hi, Ma. So excited to get through. I love the work that you do. You have helped me with validation so much. Society has told me if your children don't want to be at home with you, you're not a good person. I thank you so much for all of your kind words that you tell us. You know, and I just, just let me jump in there for a second. And I was just talking to someone about this the other day. You know, Society needs to wake up that it's not normal for a child to decide they don't want to see the other parent. You know, there's more going on. I mean, you have kids can be physically abused. I mean, have every reason in the world to not want to be around a parent and they still want to be around their parent. But then you take a situation where it's just like because of these, you know, allegations and, and stories it's like, when are people going to wake up and say, hey, wait a minute, you know, little Johnny doesn't want to see their mom or their dad? That doesn't make sense. You know, I mean, unless some, some so, so horrible, horrific thing has happened. But I mean, it's like when people need to start asking other questions. And I say that whenever I, before I started going through this, when people would say stuff like that, I would, it, it didn't even dawn on me. Oh, wow. You know, that, like you just said, oh, that person must really be bad. The child doesn't even want to have a relationship with their mom or dad. Wow. That person must be a really bad person. You know? Right. And you know, it's not that society is saying that those direct words to me. I have just come to find that anytime people ask, how are you doing? And I mention the truth of how I am doing. I am now... Everyone avoids me. Yeah. 
they avoid talking to me, my coworkers. I don't understand why. <laughs> I, oh, and it, you, it's it's a it's a tough one, and I'll say that one of the thing first things we really need to figure out on this is not to talk to everyone about it, and and I fell into that. And what ends up happening is, is you undermine and erode your relationships and your reputation at work. And sometimes it's really hard to come back from. It's like you, you, we are so much better off. I mean, and it's, it sucks because we should be able to communicate what's going on. But a lot of people just don't understand it. They don't want to hear it. They, they take the view that, wow, you know, something must there must, you know, everyone always says, well, there must be something else to the story. So, so I would, if you can, you know, try to limit who you talk to about this, you know, have one or two really close friends that you absolutely trust well, my, and everyone else be very cautious my, um, on. Real concern, my real concern is, um, my daughter, she, I'm a custodian and I work nights. But in January, I finally got a day position. So our parenting schedule has changed. And that has allowed me to collect child support, which was a very wrong move to do because then he started to fight for full custody. And oh, man. Um, then COVID, COVID has now happened and we have not gone to court because it keeps all of this mess. And, um, so I have not seen her for four months. I am allowed to see her, says my 11-year-old daughter. I don't talk to her father. Everything's between her. I don't think that's right, but that's the only way I can yeah. talk to her. Her dad won't communicate with me. But her is the only way I can see her is if I come outside her father's front door and talk to her in the lawn outside. Oh, so, so social distancing. Yeah. Yeah, social distancing while her father watches us from inside of his home or outside in the garage. So he's in our presence the entire time. Yeah. And I have been severely traumatized from him that being in his presence brings back a lot of these triggers that I have told my daughter, I want to see you, but I cannot see you in front of your father's house. We need to go out and do something. If it's to walk in a different neighborhood, I am okay with that. But we need to see each other outside of your father's house. And it's been two whole months now. She doesn't want to do anything. Do I continue to see her in front of her father's house? Because it only makes me go back into the car and cry for days and days because of what if how he's making me feel that yeah. she's not allowed to hug me because of social distancing. Yet right there in front of me, he'll say, are you okay, sweetie? Can I have a hug? Just after I've asked for a hug, just to prove that yeah. she's not allowed to hug you, but yeah. she's me. So should I continue Well, or stay at the self-preservation of keeping myself safe away from him? But I'm telling her, I want to see you. Let's do something, even if it's walking outside of your father's house, anything, just not in front of your father's home. But that's the only way I can see her. What should I do? Well, the, see, the, the, the issue goes in with what you can handle, right? It's two-part. Now, let me, let, me, let me say it this way. I would prefer that you would 
see her because at least you're maintaining some contact. However, if that interaction destroys your day or, you know, basically negatively affects you for multiple days, then, you, you know, then that's a problem, right? I mean, and I've said in, in past videos that if you, you have to gauge the interaction on the cost of it, right? I mean, it's, it's again, another one of the double binds. If you, if you go and you can pull it off and it doesn't completely, the cost isn't so great, then fine. Like for instance, there were times, there were times in the past where I typically like school functions, I typically would go. And it's weird because what you're talking about is the way I felt around my ex. It just, it would, it would mess with my day. Being around her was very frustrating, traumatizing. Uh, and there were a few times whenever things really got bad where I, yeah, go ahead. I just, uh, may I just pause you and hang up the phone? I have to get ready and yeah, yeah. for work now, but I will continue to listen to you on the YouTube channel. Awesome. Yeah. I uh, thank you so much for me being able to make this call and jump right in. Thank yeah. you. Thank awesome. you. Okay. So, okay. Take care. All right. What I was going to say is, is that, you know, the best course of, see, the best course of action would be to, to show up because your daughter doesn't understand what's going on. However, if it is emotionally traumatizing for you and the overall situation is a negative one, then, you, then you're better off not doing it. What I would encourage this person to do is hopefully have a good trauma therapist who can work with them and, and help them with skills to deal with that. Because all, everything that that person's ex is doing is absolute triggers is trying to like, like even that it's like, she's asking for a hug from her daughter and you know, no, 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 six feet, you know, social distancing, you you know, no, you can't do that, but we don't have to social distance. So let me give her a hug right now in front of you. I'm giving a virtual hug. You know, it's like going through the air, through me, through her. I mean, it's just, and the child doesn't get it right. The child's like, okay, we're in end times. This is, and I'm, I say that jokingly, you know, I mean, we're in this COVID period and because of it, it's scary, and we have to take these precautions, and that's what we're doing. The kids don't really understand it. Rest assured that your ex is, in those situations, is absolutely pushing that, you know, probably looking at the daily, the daily COVID numbers every morning and trying to just drive that point home. If you can find some, if the caller can find some, some ways to, to manage the stress of that, which is incredibly tough, then it would be beneficial to continue to go. Because the problem is, the flip side to it, I mean, it's a double bind. The flip side to it is, is you don't go, you absolutely know, or I would, I would almost bet money on that the ex is like, I don't understand why, why she, why should, your mom won't come? I mean, all she has to do is stand in the driveway. I mean, and it's weird, like on this social distancing thing. When for the two, two or three months that I had the kids, a hundred percent of the time, the two, uh, the oldest and the youngest, we did social distance visits. You know, I remember whenever the kids brought it up, it's like, hey, can I? I want to see. I want to see my mom. Great, you know, let's figure something out. And it's like, well, you know, what about in the driveway? Because at the time. Uh, Debbie and I, that's what we were doing. Since Debbie and I don't live together, uh, we were doing basically social distance visits in the driveway. And actually for a while there, she was even, you know, grabbing groceries and dropping them off. And we would sit 
in the in the driveway. I'd sit on the back of the truck. She'd sit in her car, kind of at an angle, and and we would talk. And we didn't hug. We didn't, you know, we had no physical contact. So when the kids brought it up, I'm like, sure. And I, I, I what's amazing on this is typically the narcissistic person has no problem being around you. Being in your presence, not a big deal. Not a big deal. You know, for us, I mean, I didn't want to see her. I'm like, yeah, you guys can do that. And I remember the first time it was, uh, it was like, because my other daughter was there. And it was like, well, aren't you going to come out too? And I'm like, I wasn't planning on it. But, you know, it's kind of a double bind, right? I knew in my mind, if like, if I don't come out there, I'm going to get poked in the eye because, oh, it's so sad that, you know, for the other daughter that, you know, your, your dad won't even come out and see you, you know? I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's always these stupid games. And the crazy part on that one, I went out there, sat out there for an hour with them, you know, just grinning and bearing it. And then uh, went inside and then got yelled at by my youngest because I, uh, she didn't get any time with her mom by herself. And I'm just like, crap, you know, you can't win. I mean, so fortunately the next time I was able to, like I could go out, see, you know, see my middle daughter, say hello, and then just go back in. But it's, it's always a game. It is always playing games. And like we were talking about at the beginning of this, this COVID thing, has really just complicated the crap out of it because it's unprecedented times. We haven't had a pandemic for what a hundred years, and people don't you don't really know what to do for the people who who believe everything. I mean, there's, it's weird because you got a faction of people who think it's all BS, another faction that thinks it's super serious, and what do you do? And then when you have a, a, a parent, well, like, I mean, technically both callers, right? I mean, because the first caller was talking about the same thing, how, how their ex has turned around and said, oh, it's COVID. You know, we're in a, we're in a bad state it's, at the time, was really high, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just relocate to another, another place. And then I made a note on this, two notes on this, actually, is how they set up unmeetable conditions, but they don't say anything about that. But before I jump into that, if you want to participate in the show, you can do that by dialing 1-424-373-5483 or one dsd live If you are outside of the United States and you want to connect via a, a non-telephone service, you can do that. The links are in the description to do that through a web interface. So let me scroll up because I did see one comment that I wanted to try to get to if I can figure out where it was. As I scroll up, wow, looks like the the, the uh, chat has been a little more active today because I cannot seem to find that message. Where is it? Um, darn the luck. Wait a minute, I think I'm closer. <laughs> no, I can't find it. All right, well, the other thing I wanted to get up, so on this unmeetable conditions, the... The, uh, it's amazing how they will set up things that look on the outside, like they're being reasonable. Actually, both, actually, both, both of these people brought up good points. The first caller was talking about how, oh, you can see the kids. You absolutely, you can see the kids. Just provide me the results of a COVID test that you don't have COVID. And, 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 and of course you can see them. 
You know, I, I don't know about you guys, but the people I've known who've done the test, it's taken over 14 days even to get the test. So, I mean, if you, and then if you do that, it's like, well, it's been 14 days. What have you been doing in the 14 days? Have you quarantined? No. Oh, well, you need another test. You know, I mean, it's just, so it's an unmeetable condition, but then they can turn around to say, to say to everyone else, well, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why the other parent won't, won't show up. I mean, you know, I, I've made all the, everything available for them to see their children. They just don't care, you know? And then you take this, the, the other caller, and it's like, yeah, you, 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 I, you can come see your kid anytime you want in my driveway while I sit and stare at you. See, it's so weird, you know, because I think most of us don't even want to see our ex. If we have to, that's one thing. But I, I, another example, I remember one point, the kids came back. You know, two of them went in the house. Well, all three of them came in, and one of them went back out, and I didn't know it. So I went to go take the trash out, went through the garage, opened the garage door, you know, opens up, and there's the ex with her car and my other daughter talking. And I'm like thinking to myself, you've got to be kidding me. And I'm just like, I mean, I wouldn't even, I, you know, I mean, and the crazy part is, is you take a narcissistic person who knows that they're there, Oh, they'll absolutely. Oh, I'm just taking out the trash. Oh, you're still here? You know? And I was just like, oh, dear God. You know, I mean, I can't just turn around and walk back in. Um, I guess I could have. I could have just said, oh, sorry, didn't realize you were there. Um, I'll get this later and just went back in. Problem is it's hard to, to have your game face on when you're not ready, right? It's like you deal with the situation. You know what you, you know how, you know, you, know you, you got it in your mind how you're going to react. And, and then when it's over, you relax, you calm down, you think it's, you think it's over and then you realize that it's not. It's incredibly frustrating. I mean, for me, I don't, uh, yeah, when the kids are supposed to be here, I have the blinds closed. I'm, I'm not sitting there, you know, with my coffee or my tea sitting out the window, staring, you know, pulling the little blinds down going, what's going on? I don't want to see her. I don't want to be around her. I don't want to talk to her. I want to minimize that interaction. And uh, the, okay, what's going on? Oh, I scrolled. I scrolled too far up. (laughs) Let's see here. I'm not a good multitasker. It's, it's, uh, it's frustrating. Anyways, so it looks like, let me grab uh, if I can find the original. So Linda said, will you talk more about the narcissist not having a problem being around us, whereas we don't want anything to do with them? Yeah, it's all about supply and control. They want to know that they... That, They want to know that they can get a reaction out of you. It's like narcissistic people love attention, positive attention or negative attention, but they need attention. And whenever we're basically no contact, or let's say we're doing hybrid no contact and they're not getting the attention, then they want to be around you. They want to force the issue because they want to see you squirm because they know that you don't want to be around them. 
The only time in my situation where it was the opposite is if something had blown up in, in the ex's face and she wasn't happy, then she wouldn't, then she wouldn't show up. A good prime example, school events uh, at, at school. <laughs> school events at school. Events at school. There we go. Where, you know, both parents are supposed to be there. I would show, you know, a lot of times I would show up, she would get there early, uh, like if it was an awards assembly, and she would be sitting there with, uh, you know, my, my child would be sitting with her, and I'd be like, oh, great. And I, at the beginning, I didn't want anything to do with her. I would like, you know what, I'll take pictures, I'll be in the back. And that was the way I was dealing with it because I didn't want to be around her. But then when I realized what was going on, it was like, oh, you know, because what she would do, oh, well, you, you could sit right here. I have a place for you right here. So what I finally, when I realized what was going on, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to turn this around. So I got there early. I got the spot. Child comes in, sits here. Oh, there's a spot right for your mom. And she did sit there. I give her credit for that. Uh, But what started happening is is she wouldn't show up. And I always would. I mean, it's like when I would go to, to the assemblies, I would always make sure there was room for the ex. And, uh, and half the time we didn't even know if she was going to go. Sometimes she'd be there. Sometimes she wouldn't. It's very stressful, right? I didn't like that. It's like, you know, it would be nice to know if she's not going to be there, just not going to, you know, not going to be there. Or if she is going to be there that, you know, so, but to roll it back, I mean, it's, it's to get a rise out of you. They don't, they don't, they don't look at us the same way we look at them. It's, it's weird. I mean, I, to this day, it's been, you know, basically nine years since the separation. I think I, I, I get confused on the times. It's either eight or nine. I I, I might've been saying nine years whenever it was really eight. But the point is, is that even today, I don't want to be around her. If there was an event and we both had to be there, I'd be like, I'd be like, okay, all right, get my game face on, you know, mentally prepare myself for it. And, uh, and then deal with it. It's not, a, it's not a fun experience. And what's really annoying, and probably a lot of you guys can relate to this, is whenever we do that, typically I have one child hanging on her like a, like, like a barnacle. And you're lucky if you get, a, you know, you get a little bit of attention or hug, and then the rest of it's just like, you know, um, extra attention. I th- if I remember correctly, I think Debbie might have been with us for one of those situations where where that happened, where we went to a school assembly, not assembly, it was uh, the school used to do this thing. I'm trying to remember what it was called. And where they would basically, the kids would put on different plays for the different classes, or maybe they would make food, or, you know, it was part of their assignment, but they would do these presentations. I can't remember what it was called. Night at the Museum. That's what it was called. Night at the Museum. To where they would, uh, they would either, you know, part of the kids had, uh, you know, the big science boards with their project results on it. Some of the kids were making food from, from different cultures that, that they had studied during the year. Some of the kids were doing reenactments of either stories or different times in history. Like at one point they had like a little speakeasy. And they'd have different characters through that time frame. 
to, uh, to kind of like talk about what they were doing. I mean, it was really kind of a cute little thing. And, uh, one of the ones we went to, it was, yeah, it was, uh, one of the kids was just completely barnacled on, on their mom. But you know what? The thing is the kids need, they're starved for attention, right? And whenever they're getting an attention from a parent that they, that they're really focused on getting that from, they do what they have to do. They don't know that it's hurting us. They don't know that it, that it has that, you know, that we've, it's like, well, wait a minute. What about us? What about me? Still have a little bit of time for a caller. If you want to be the third caller of the show, it's one four two four three seven three five four eight three. Barnacle again. <laughs> Thanks, Monica. Appreciate that. Um, okay, trying to trying to see the comments. Oh, the other thing I wanted to mention, I, I made a note of this. Okay, this is like a public service announcement. And this is going to be about child support. And this might be a potentially triggering discussion. However, after four years on this channel, I've seen this time and time again. Somebody decides that it's not fair and child support, you know, whatever. Let, let's say the, 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 you know the person's making more money or maybe they have 50-50 custody or they have custody but they're not they're not exercising it and you're like this isn't fair and you th- and you think okay you know what they're doing this I'm going to retaliate by going back for child support when you do that against a toxic narcissistic person their immediate response is to go for full custody and go to war so you really have to think about what you want to do and what the cost is on paper. It may be right. I'm a good example of this. You guys have heard me talk about it in the past that in talking to child support services a few years ago, they're like, wait a minute, she's not working. I'm like, this was before she got a job. She's only had a job for like what, maybe six months. It's like you, uh, that ain't right. I'm like, yeah, you're right. It's not right. And she's like, they're like, no, you don't understand. She needs to get a job. I'm like, exactly. And it's like, no, you don't understand. We've recently, well, they didn't say we've recently changed the way we view this. It was, uh, I found this out talking to Alex, actually. I, after I had this conversation, I called him. And they said, no, we will impute her wages. If she's not working, we will set her wage at minimum wage and adjust child support down to accommodate that. And I'm like, Really? Like, and I asked a bunch of questions. I'd already been burned multiple times in family court and just in the system where I thought I understood something, but they forgot to say that if you flip it to the back page, it says, you know, if your name is Dwayne, you automatically lose. I swear to God, that's what it felt like for the longest time. It's like somebody would tell me something. I would march on thinking that was the, the answer only to find out, oh, we forgot to tell you the part where this doesn't pertain to you. And it always made me look stupid, right? It always made me look like I was being, you know, being not pathetic, but being the uh, disgruntled person. So on that, I've looked at it and it's like, okay, I could take her, I could mash the button and take it back to court or go through, I could even go through child support services and have them do a, uh, uh, do a, an analysis on it or an adjustment. And then they would make a recommendation and send us to, uh, 
send us in front of a judge. But I haven't done it. And part of it is, is that every time, I mean, there was a couple of things a couple of years ago that uh, I pushed on because I was frustrated with how she was treat the ex was treating one of my, one of our kids, and the blow you don't even imagine the blowback, right? You expect them to lash out at you, but typically they will do something unique. My situation I started focusing on the youngest. You know, nearly uh, nearly eroded all the progress that we had made in the relationship we had, and it's like it's not. I ultimately decided it's not worth it. So my point is on that to roll that back is if you're in a situation, I mean, if you're in a situation to where they're not paying anything and whatever, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But if you're talking about a few hundred dollars, is it, you, you really have to ask yourself, is it, is it worth it for the, the loss of your peace and the chaos it's going to add into your life? And I've, Time and time again, I've talked to people, both men and women, a lot of times it's women on this particular issue, where they, they go back to court and they're like, oh my God, I wish I wouldn't have done it. I wish I would have just said, I mean, it's just like everything, it, it, I thought it was bad then, it is horrific now. I would much prefer the way it was before as opposed to what I'm dealing with now. I hear that over and over and over again. But I absolutely understand, you know, when you're sitting by and the other person is getting away with murder, what it feels like, it, uh, it's hard not to let it go. I mean, it, to be perfectly honest, for me to be in a position mentally and emotionally to where I could have that conversation with child support services and then make the decision that I'm going to wait and see and just value my peace more than a few hundred dollars. And, and it would have been at the time, actually at that time, it probably would have been more like 900 bucks. Maybe one of the kids was getting ready to drop off. And, uh, and actually it was funny, not funny. It was cause I didn't do it. The ex didn't validate that our youngest who had turned 18 was still in school. So the department of child support services terminated child support because court order says at 18 or in high, you know, or, you know, finish high school, uh, that child support stops. So the ex didn't respond. They sent the, the paperwork. I didn't push the button on any of this. Come to find out. They also send the pay. They don't t- see, they don't tell you everything. They didn't tell me that they also sent the paperwork to the school. So the second my middle daughter graduated and she was actually graduated high school, they stamped that paper, sent it back and Department of Child Support Services started coming after me for arrears. And uh, it was only a thousand bucks or maybe it was two thousand. I don't know what it was. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a good time. You know, it wasn't easy to come up with, but uh, I paid my bill. And it was frustrating, you know, and I, and I was kind of like, there was a moment in that I was like, oh man, I should have just done it. If I would have taken it back, then the number would have been lower and I wouldn't owe as much. But again, I think I made the right call because it just wasn't worth it for the for the the cost to my own sanity on this. So if you're thinking about it, if you're in a situation, if you're in a situation where your ex isn't exercising visitation, or maybe they got another job or whatever, but things are stable and things are good with your kids, and they're not focused on trying to make your life a living hell because typically. 
they do calm down a little bit. They're always there. But if you mash the button, most of the time, parental alienation will go through the roof. They'll start trying to basically go for full custody, saying, you know, you're trying to relitigate everything. And it's a nightmare. You have to really pick your battles. It's really tough because at the time, it's, it's incredibly frustrating that they get away with things and you feel like you have to, you know, you feel like you have to fight everything. I know I did and I tried. And after a while, I just realized I'm just beating myself up. I'm beating my head against the wall. I'm not accomplishing what I wanted to accomplish and it's not worth it. So I'll grab this one other. Well, will I trying to figure out what happened here? We're almost out of time. I'll try to bring this caller on. Hello, you are on the air. Hey, Dwayne. This is uh, William A. Has actually called yesterday. Um, we talked for a little bit. Um, I wanted to to come back to that point that you were just making. I stepped away from my computer, so I don't know if you were still just on that. But you were talking about how it's not um, worth it to you know go after certain things in the long run um yeah and i obviously i wish i would have uh had that thought a few days ago before i lost my cool after you know finding out that um my ex stole the money Um, but you know with a clear mind and now you know with with a clear and open heart um I really am seeing that none of it is worth it. You know, like I didn't even know that this type of abuse or this type of manipulation existed. Yeah. And the entire time that I was going through it, um, I was falling for the traps. You know, she would do something really horrible and then I would react. And then my reaction would be, would then become the horrible thing. And it completely overshadowed the other you know, piece that she did, yeah. which is what happened the other day. Um, but in the end, like stepping into those traps and, and having those reactions and, and trying to uh, uh, get some kind of vindication or validation, or payback, retaliation, validation, any yeah. of that, like it's, it's not worth it, even though it's hard. Like this is probably uh, the hardest thing that I've had to deal with like I lost my mom a few years ago and then later on that year is when this whole thing started mm. um, and this is harder than dealing with the loss of my mom you know like oh, I can yeah. I can put that in a, a special place in my mind but this is like ongoing and it's just yeah so just at the end of the day it's 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 not worth it you know like we're all um, struggling and trying to recover and you know that is way more important and the time with your kids and the love yeah. for your kids is far more important no thanks for saying thanks for calling and saying that I appreciate you adding adding that in thanks for uh, yeah so, uh, of course so you know I mean it, it, it it's a really tough it's a really tough situation because you get so tired of the constant attacks having to jump through flaming hoops. Like the caller was saying, you want justice. You want some vindication, validation. And 
it's, you know, it's so weird, right? To get to that point with what he was saying and what I'm talking about, it's hard to get there. I mean, I remember in the beginning, it's like, no, I can't let this go. I can't let her get away with this. I, 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 I have to fight everything. It was like, I would go through these different iterations. One part would be, well, if I don't fight it, then that means I'm just agreeing to it and everyone will agree with it. So, you know, you feel like you have to fight. Then it's like, well, they're getting away with everything. I have to have some type of, of victory. And sometimes you do. Sometimes you have to, to fight back. I mean, I'm not saying you don't have to. I know there are times in the past where I fought back that I had to go through that. I had to, to, to walk through the gauntlet, get smacked upside the head, and then be able to look at it and say, okay, I tried. It didn't work. I have to try something different because this is driving me crazy and I'm not going to survive this. It's really, really tough. You know, it's, 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 and I, I, man, I, you guys don't know how much I wish I could just, you know, drop the seed of knowledge and, and have everything just, you know, like, like my five, six, seven year experience blop in your head and go, Oh my God, I see it clearly now. Unfortunately, it doesn't, I mean, I think the channel helps, right? I mean, it helps to have someone kind of connect the dots and show you from point A to point B and how to get there. But unfortunately, there's no fast track to it. My hope is, is that I, I can share these stories and I, I really appreciate the callers who come in and the people who comment, who you know, say, yes, that's been in my experience. Because hopefully then it's enough information for you to look at it and go, huh, yeah, that's exactly what I'm experiencing. I'm beating my head against the wall. I'm not getting results. I've tried this. I've tried that. Yeah, I don't want to think about this forever. How do I get to the other side of this? I mean, even if it's just planting that seed in, your, in the back of your mind to where you, you, you have that there, maybe you're not ready to believe it, but it's like in the back of your subconscious just working, you know, kind of like planted that seed to where you get to the end point sooner. It's just, it's, it's really tough. I mean, this stuff is not easy. And it's like every day a new, new batch of people walk into the meat grinder on this and start over. So, anyways, man, we are almost out of time. We are down to the last 60, 60 seconds. I'm going to see if I can end this show on time correctly. I'm getting closer. So, on that, thank you guys for hanging out with me on this Thursday morning. The almost the third week of the show. I think we had some really good discussions. Hopefully it helped you guys out. Have a different way to look at uh, things. You know, have some different perspective. Hopefully this starts your day off right. That you, you look at the situation, you realize that there is light at the end of the tunnel. You can get your life back. Things will get better. If you like what I do here, Consider becoming a channel member. You can do that on YouTube. Hit the join button. Every little bit helps. If you want to support directly, there's other links in the description on how to do that. If you need coaching, you can do that as well. I offer that. It's on my main website. On that, guys, have an outstanding rest of your day, and we'll see you tomorrow.